The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Your buddy Humble here. Our specialty is dry Maine humor and old-fashioned music. Thank you for listening. Did you know that my friend Winky got forced off the road by a car when he was out riding on his bicycle? The woman jumped out of her car, and when she saw him sitting in the ditch, she said, uh, are, are you comfortable? And Winky said, I make a good living. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
And and Joe Cohn on guitar, bleak, 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 bleak. and and I was listening to that song in my head this morning, a Al Cohn thing called Mr. George. And I said, oh, for my radio friend today, I will play Harry Allen and Mr. George. I've heard that song before. Al Cohn's the note, paper doll. Some of those good things, you and me, nice alcohol things. Within the past two or three days, I've been in the company of elderly friends who have lost touch with reality. One of these good friends, known for many, many years, he told me yesterday that he'd spent the last three nights sleeping in the Grange Hall because he'd been locked in and couldn't get out. Another one told me that the room we were in was once a laboratory. What's the word for this? Dementia? Now, I'm not going to look it up because that's not the purpose of this rant. I've thought quite a bit about my two friends over the past day or so, and I think I've come up with the answer to an oft-asked question. I'm concerned here. We're talking here about the thin boundary that separates the two worlds of fantasy and reality. How does an old man know if he has slipped over from the real world into the one of fantasy that exists only in his own mind? He finds himself agreeing with everyone.
news from 1927. I wish a happy ways here on the humble farmer. 1927, even before my time. Have you ever turned on your radio and heard, ee, 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 meow, 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 meow. If you have, there's a good chance you were listening to a popular program where they play sounds you're likely to hear outdoors at night anywhere in Maine. If you really enjoy listening to strange noises in the night, you don't want to miss next week's program here on The Humble Farmer because... We've invited the entire radio sound crew down to the St. George Grange for our baked bean supper.
Thank you for listening to the humble farmer here with an a lucky doll you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station i'm the humble farmer at gmail.com love to hear from you that was harry allen and joe cone who was so incredibly clever I'll, i i like quotes don't you <laughs> he had so many he quotes in there with such a nice bridge in that tune. I thought it must have been written by Jerome Kern, but it says Richard Rogers on the jacket. Credit to him. There is talk about legislation that would force property owners to have their houses inspected for traces of lead paint before selling or renting them. Got to tell you about that. Years ago. A woman from away expressed her concern about possible lead paint in a house she had just bought here in St. George, Maine. You can understand this. She was afraid her children would eat it. My friend told her that he had raised several children in a house filled with lead paint, and he had discovered that if he fed them properly, they didn't spend all that much time gnawing on the door casings. Thank you. 
Kind of, I like that way that they sat that down. Chonk, chonk, chonk. It's fun to play that. You know, I played bass for years and years. It's fun to play with with a group sometimes and do that kind of thing where where the guitar and the bass are going just chonk, 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 chonk. You, it's not the uh, swinging loose thing, but it's it's a fun way of playing. Like like uh, gives that Ghana feel to it. Chonk, chonk, chonk. You know that for nine years I didn't eat cake, pie, cookies, ice cream, or anything else along that line. And as a result, I went from 175 pounds, zip, zip, zip down to around 140. Last September, thinking that I was too skinny, I was nothing but skin and bones, I went off the sweets wagon and I started to eat sweets again. Well, within 90 days, I had a heart attack the day after eating a quart of ice cream. Good news, the good news is that since then I've gained about 10 pounds. I thought I was 139, but when I was weighed on a real scale the other day, one of those with the sliding things on it, I was 157 with my shoes and all the metal I carry in my pocket. So I figure I probably dress out right now at around 150 pounds. I have to tell you that I have my wife, Marcia, the almost perfect woman, to thank for this. In an effort to put on some meaningful pounds, I've been eating her ginger cookies that are rate-coated with white sugar. I've been eating her rhubarb pie, which is slathered with white sugar. And I eat cake with frosting whenever I'm at a public gathering, like a funeral or grain supper. You should know that I have yet to eat a donut because donuts are notorious killers. If you're skinny, if you're skinny, like I was, and you want to put on pounds quickly, 
you'll be glad to hear that you can advance your program by eating cake, pie, and cookies. Now, listen, you don't need to wolf sweets at every opportunity to put on weight. The secret is, if you just sneak a piece of cake or a cookie now and then when no one's watching, I want you to know that you will quickly pack pounds and pounds of comforting pudgy pork right around your skinny bones. And when you have to let your belt out another notch, do remember that you first heard about that here. Thank you. 
the very interesting sounds of Harry Allen and Joe Cohn here on The Humble Farmer. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you, my only listener. Every week at this time, I'm right here on your favorite station. If you're listening for the first time, make a little mark in case you'd like to come back and hear it next week. We play old-fashioned music and we talk about everything. And right now we're going to talk about the power structure in a society, which changes slowly. You know, this is true on all levels of society. Okay, sometimes it might build, build up over a period of years, this change, much like tectonic plates locked in place, and then, wham, it suddenly shakes things up and rattles things when it lets go. Get an earthquake. Perhaps you were as surprised as I was to find that Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump each did as well as they did. A year ago, I wouldn't have given either one of them a snowball's chance in the underworld of getting 5-10% of the vote. But time has proved me wrong, and now millions of young people, some of whom haven't even been to Norway or Finland to see an ideal lifestyle with their own eyes, now millions of young people are clamoring for the social benefits enjoyed by their northern European cousins— Good health care for all, good education for all, no poverty, none of it free, but everyone paying their fair share as they go along. While an older segment of our population has moved further to the right and clamors for a man who will make the trains run on time. Not that they believe in the efficacy of public transportation, they are the xenophobic underbelly of the nationalistic beast, and they, they pretty well believe what they're told 24-7 on talk radio. Ready? And now for my point to all this. One also sees changes of power on the other end of the social spectrum. I'm speaking, of course, of the changes in the power structure in our very homes. These changes are usually imperceptible, except, as I mentioned before, on those rare occasions when, like an earthquake, change suddenly confronts one, and then it's like being slammed up against a wall by a gorilla, you know, in a bad dream. I am still shaken by recent events in our home and have yet to come to grips with the attendant ramifications. Because yesterday, my wife, Masha, the almost perfect woman, very timidly asked me if I planned to do a wash that day.
Django here on the Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. Playing Harry Allen, Ghana. Django, Ted Weems. Have you noticed that many people read about half of what you post on your Facebook page and then they make some comment that indicates that they rushed off all half-cocked? The other day, I posted a very nicely written confession that when I die, if I do, there is to be no celebration, but an old-fashioned funeral with gnashing of teeth and rending of garments backed up by anyone who could cut the changes to have you met Miss Jones or, or any Kern tune which always has a nice bridge. And some people didn't get it. They didn't understand what I was talking about there. Are older people any worse than 8th grade students who sit in your class and say, I don't get it. If they were to listen to what you said instead of what they are thinking, don't you think they would get it? Yes, I heard what he said, but what I am saying is what I would have said if I were saying what he said.
Joe Cohn, Harry Allen. Very nice, isn't it? Oh, I think it's nice. I hope you like this kind of music. You know, when I started making this radio program for you 38 years ago, I was afraid of making a mistake. I was afraid I was going to say something wrong. I'll give you the impression that I was incompetent or confused. Because now I realize that it is only these mistakes that give a radio commentator any credibility. Kinney's 
cotton pickers, to employ the partitive genitive pickers of cotton. 1927, cushion foot stomped. And now it's time for No Things Considered here on the Humble Farmer program. With any luck at all, of course, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here on your favorite station. Thank you, thank you for listening. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And now under No Things Considered, I noticed that my friend Winky always wore a new shiny pair of shoes, so I asked him why he was always buying new shoes. And Winky says, I don't buy them. I get them from my brother. And I says, wow, your brother must be rich to send you all these shoes. What does he do? And Winky says, he's a veterinarian. And I says, where does he work? And Winky says, he has two cat houses in Las Vegas. Thank you. 
gentlemen. Time to get out of here. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Here's your gee whiz fact for the day. When I Googled to see where I could go to buy a head-cleaning cassette for my television camera, I found that I could get one at Abe's of Maine. When I Googled to get directions to Abe's of Maine, I discovered that Abe's of Maine is located in New Jersey. Thank you again for listening.